Welcome to Let's Talk, a podcast with Andy Gaddell and Biello Ministries. Have I just said it wrong? Yeah. You say it every single time and I literally cannot I repeat it. It's an art form. To be able to do it right every time <laughs> is just a total art form. It's all right. People know where we are. We are here. We are here. We Actually, might not be here in the right segment, but we're here. No, we're here. And uh, this is the last one of 2021. Oh. We will be back in the new year. Yeah, it's been brilliant. We've enjoyed it and we've heard from lots of you uh, that you've been blessed by it. The best thing that you can do with it is pass it on to other people. That's, yeah, that's very good. Like, that, gets our, that gets a gold star. <laughs> a gold star, yes, a virtual one yeah. that you will never actually receive. But <laughs> yeah, so today we're going to be looking at this massive topic of loneliness and how it affects us all in different ways, but does actually affect all of us, I think. Well, I don't think it necessarily means you're alone. Uh, right. You know, I think sometimes we think loneliness, I'm sure it is something that's more prevalent if you're alone. Um, but we can feel lonely sometimes when we've got lots of people around. Yeah, that's true. So you could be in an office all day, talking all day to people. Yeah, busy but- family, you can be married. It's, it's not just people who are single who are alone. And actually, you might find somebody who's single who's very happy within themselves and isn't struggling with loneliness. And then you have somebody who's married, children, busy life, and they are struggling with loneliness. Yeah. So there can be no rhyme, nor reason to it. So I wonder if that means it kind of boils down to more of an issue of connection. Like, do I feel like I'm connecting with people mm. or is it just functional? I mean, like if you can, if you have functional relationships like at work or if, or maybe for a married couple, it's a quite a distant relationship. It's not really doesn't feel like there's a connection going on. I wonder if that's the thing that really makes you feel that way. Yeah, with the, that longing for, for people just to be known and, and seen. Yeah. Because I think loneliness, when you talk with people, and I, I know when I've had seasons of feeling very lonely, um, there's all sorts of emotions that go on, all sorts of feelings. Yeah. You know, feeling that you're not important to anyone or you don't matter to anybody or you're... Right irrelevant or you're not seen or no one needs you that sort of thing yeah well. yeah, can go, yeah could go all over the place couldn't it yeah or maybe just even not having anyone to share with i think that's quite a big thing isn't it where you want to share your heart mm. so if you don't feel like there's someone that you can really do that with it can you can feel quite alone i wonder if actually jesus felt that way it's a very human emotion isn't it loneliness and for him i guess he was always surrounded by people most of the time at least that didn't really get him he was always being misunderstood, wasn't he? And, and so he must be able to relate to that feeling of loneliness, of feeling like, is there anyone that I can really connect with? I mean, of course, he would withdraw and spend time with his father, which is where he found his real connection. And he wouldn't have responded to loneliness like we often do. But it does say that he experienced everything that we as human beings experience. Because well, he was human, yeah. And I think that's one of the first things that we probably need to say is that... Feel, being feeling lonely doesn't mean you're a lesser person or you're not doing life well enough. Yeah, that it is a very normal human feeling to yeah. feel lonely and right. to have seasons of loneliness. Yeah, and and I think that validates something that that pushes back where the enemy comes with shame or guilt or that yeah. feeling of failure. Like yeah. why why would I feel lonely? I've got all these people around me, why, there must be some, therefore there must be something wrong with me that I'm doing wrong. Um, and, I, and I just think it's important that we say we all have seasons where we feel lonely. 
So there's probably an issue with expectations too, isn't there? That could be a cultural thing. Like we live in quite a culture which is driven by sort of feeling good. You know, you do what makes you feel good. And so there's this sort of sort of an expectation that there should always be a bit of a buzz about life, should always be lively and upbeat and doing stuff and active. And actually a big part of life is slowing down and stopping and being still and being quiet and being alone even. And like you were saying earlier, being alone doesn't necessarily mean you're lonely. It's just, it's an important part of life. So when you say expectations, I guess it's expecting that my life should look a certain way or my relationship should look a certain way. Like yeah. I should have somehow, in my, if my life is perfect, if I'm doing life well, yeah. then there are friends and there are people I can share my heart with and there's, there's all these people that, that I can connect with around me and if I've got all that then somehow I'm successful right. I'm achieving I'm doing well but and if I haven't true. got that yeah. then I'm failing and I'm messing up and and I've got to sort my life out and and yet the reality often is is that if we are in a season of loneliness which can feel a bit like a drought yeah. a drought of friends or people that you're just really connecting with um and that can be for all sorts of reasons, can't it? Move into a new area. Yeah, just very practical things. Friends that you've known moving away. New job. All sorts of different things that, yeah. that we have to face a reality that there's going to take time yeah. to build relationships and friendships. Yeah. I mean, circumstances is a big thing, isn't it? If you think of, you know, even people entering retirement or when, when kids leave home, yeah. um, suddenly the house is empty bereavement, all these kind of things are, they're a big circumstance of change, aren't they? Where suddenly we don't have the people around us that we used to have. And that can really, I mean, there's a very real element of that bringing a sense of loneliness or emptiness and how do we cope with it? And whether that then makes it feel like it's a reflection on me somehow, there's something like you're saying, like this, is that a defect of me? Am I, is a, am I deficient? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, the most powerful side of it with loneliness is that we somehow feel guilty or or bad yeah and um and i think it's recognized and i think there's two different things that can go on i think that we could have our whole life a feeling of loneliness so i think we should talk about that yeah about how it could be something that's carried our whole lives we just always feel like we don't more belong like it's and we part don't of our identity and, somehow yeah, which goes very closely with rejection. So we should talk about that. I'm making yep. a list. I'll right. make us a list. Very good. Whether we like follow lists. the list, I don't know. I do this for you all the time. Do you I do. make you a list? <laughs> it's not at all annoying. You, you said to me the other day, why do I have a to-do list on my phone? <laughs> She'd put a to-do list on my phone. Can you believe it? That is just, well, I don't know. So we didn't talk about work on our days off. That is true. <laughs> so I woke up on Monday morning to a huge to-do list. <laughs> Anyway, our to-do list is to talk about where loneliness is carried all the way through. Right. But, but recognising that that's different to seasons. Now, I definitely, when, when, I, when the lads were um, little, when they were babies, there were t real times of loneliness that I felt then um, and a real longing. I think loneliness goes with longing. Right. If you don't have the longing, maybe you don't feel lonely. Uh-huh. Longing for what? Friends and connection, connection and yeah. relationship and And you do have a connection on one level, don't you? But the but the person you have a connection to just wants you to feed them and 
play Lego with you. And- oh, I see. Yeah, the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you feel bad because you think, well, I've got. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Like, yeah, I was thinking more like this longing for other mums or friends yeah. or people just to be with. Um, that in at those times, there just weren't, there were people around, like you're saying, yeah, there were people around. So, and then you beat yourself up because you feel, you think, oh, I'm just feeling sorry for myself. I've got a husband, I've got this lovely baby. How can I possibly feel lonely? And you condemn yourself because you think, I'm just feeling sorry for myself, which to be honest, maybe it slides into that. Um, but the people who are single, who long for relationship, long for, uh, to be married. I mean, I think, I do think loneliness goes with longing. Yeah. Yeah. And that longing probably isn't helped through things like social media, do you think? Like mm. when you just, I mean, people's feeds on Instagram or whatever are generally the highlight reel, aren't they? Of all the good stuff, the great meal, the wonderful holiday. Yeah. How amazing the kids look in their outfit or what, you know, whatever it is. It's like this constant sort of reminder. Yeah. And I guess the, what happens then is the real longing that's there gets exaggerated yeah. and gets compounded by all these other things that, you know, there's a definite real longing for, I don't know, like a husband or a wife or a longing for a friendship or a connection or whatever it might be. But yet suddenly you find yourself longing for, well, I want to go and have a barbecue on the beach and I want somebody where, do you, do you remember in um, church in America where they used to talk about the three o'clock friend? That you oh, had yeah. to 3 find a.m. friend. 3 a.m. friend, like, and the pastor at the front um, would always say, who is your 3 a.m. friend? Right. And what he meant was that it was the person that you could ring at yeah. 3 a.m. and they'd, be, they'd pick up the phone yeah. and they'd want to speak to you because they were concerned about you. Because they yeah. loved you that much. And he always used to say, you've got to find your 3 a.m. friend. And I just used to sit there thinking, oh, I don't know who my 3 a.m. friend is. Or probably totally overthinking it. I'm sure I did have people that wouldn't mind at all if I'd phoned. And I did have you. You could have just woken me up. Well, you sometimes you were back overseas, so that's true. time difference. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and, and I do remember, it is typical of me to overthink it, but it would feel like, oh, do I have that? Right. And that's the comparisons thing again, isn't yeah. it? where yeah. we look at other people's life and we think, oh, if only my life was more like their life. Yeah. So that's why often with loneliness, you think of people that are, li- like going back to what you said at the very beginning, we think of people that are literally on their own. Yes. But actually loneliness is so much bigger than that. And I think yeah. it is something that the enemy wants to sow in mm-hmm. to our hearts is that you're really, you're alone. Like you are alone. Even if you're surrounded by people, you're on your own, whether it's because of the way you think, because you're a Christian and your beliefs and values as a Christian and believing the Bible and following the ways that Jesus taught us to live, or whether it's maybe even our own struggles. You know, at LL, we get a lot of people who come through our doors that really are carrying deep burdens, aren't they, of hurts from the past and the way that's outworking in their life today, their relationships, etc. And one of the things that many of them feel is, I just feel so alone in it, you know, and mm. there's something quite healing about coming here and realising, well, <clears throat> other people have issues too. Yeah. I'm not on my own. Yeah. And isn't that what the enemy does? He tries to isolate and separate. Yeah. And and how much more vulnerable we are if we are isolated and separated from the whole. Right. So it's always what the enemy is trying to do. I guess I guess if you think about it, if you were the enemy, you'd quite enjoy loneliness. It yeah. would be one of your um, weaponry. Of course. 
arsenal, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, when you think of what God has called us, he's called us as his people, he's called us his children, part of his family, mm. and we're one body. So everything about the Christian faith is about the fact that we are connected primarily through our faith in Jesus. We are connected to him, reconnected to him, born again, right? So we've got this new life. And then that connects us to each other. So everything is about connection. So you can understand then that absolutely high on the enemy's list will be to undermine that that life-giving connection. So, well, let's make sure that in church people feel like they walk in, they don't connect to anybody and they're isolated and they feel they can, you can feel lonely in church. Mm-hmm. And, and, and throughout all these things in life, I think it's all about dismantling true connection. So he's so if he's trying to always make us isolated, part of like I'm saying, what he must do his his arsenal of weapons against us must be to to separate us out and then whisper in our ear, they don't like you, they don't accept you, or right. you know all those rejection issues, all those fears of rejection that we can have. You know, again, we talk about them all so much on our courses and unpack them. The, the LL events are a great place to unpack some of these things and look right. at why would I have a, a struggle with rejection or loneliness, not feeling I belong or that I have any worth or value, you know, and really taking time to look at those things, not just with, from a sort of um, psychology point of view, but really with the Lord, with, with him that knows us. But I guess that would be his strategy yeah, to not just make us, alone practically physically but to to then reinforce whisperings that would keep us yeah alone yeah you mentioned earlier about the list our little to-do list we only put one thing on there so i'm quite i feel like we're in good shape because we've only got to remember one thing <laughs> and uh and that was about these deeper issues that maybe create that feeling of loneliness that go really way back from you the know, beginning, from yeah. the beginning, well, not you the know. beginning of time, but from but when you can remember that was really formed in our those very early years mm. where maybe we, we were in a home, but we didn't really feel like we belonged, and we didn't, and we just experienced that rejection early on. So we felt we felt that need to withdraw, and with that came that sense of loneliness that many children face actually and and live with, and that carries on through life. And so that sort of flavour it becomes a bit more entwined in who we are, in our identity, and. Then I think when these circumstance issues change, like we change job, we move house, or, you know, extreme scenario, COVID hits and everyone has to isolate in their homes, it's like it turbocharges what would be a natural challenge for everybody Yeah. to suddenly face a change in circumstance, which means I've got a lot more space and time on my own, so I feel lonely, to it, it kind of supercharges that because you've got that natural feeling, but you've got it on top of a deeper sense of deep i feel deeply lonely and on my own yeah so what do you so uh, yeah so it could come from deficiency in in family life right. in in having that sense of belonging and yeah. um acceptance which is right in a at the beginning for yeah. us isn't it it's right to be put into our foundations so if that isn't put into our foundations then we are starting off very wobbly yeah. not knowing who we are or where we fit. So then to try and make relationships that are deep and are that connection, which is about the very core of me connecting with the core of somebody else uh, to greater and lesser degrees. 
but even in friendship, you're you're connecting spirit to spirit, aren't you? Yeah. And if I don't know my worth and my value, then I can't. I struggle to do that. Right. Yeah, but I think it's important that we that, that we make the point that actually that does need the Lord's healing. Yes. Like that that sense of that deep sense of of emptiness and loneliness that's kind of really feels like it's kind of always been there. I think that really does need the Lord's healing because yeah. otherwise what we do is I guess we could even we could even try and overcome the circumstance. So I'm going to get out there more, I'm going to meet people, I'm going to be around people, I'm going to join a club, I'm going to get more involved in church, but because that deeper underlying issue is still there, even those new connections I make, they're not quite they're not going to the right level. They're not quite they? enough, are they? They're mm. just sort of, it goes so far, but we still feel like we probably have that sort of almost feels like an insatiable need to, well, I for think, more connection. Yeah, but I think you, I think we know enough from praying with people and all that we teach at Alal that when people have, haven't had those ingredients put in at the very beginning, then to survive, you have to build a wall around. Right your heart, the very depth of who you are. You've got to build a wall around that part of you to because it's not being met yeah. with what should be met. So then you're going through life really with a wall around the very deep you on the inside. Yeah, which effectively effectively stops people from getting yeah, into exactly. the connection point with the real you, mm-hmm. right? Because you've got a, yeah. a, a so concrete then, wall up yeah. in front of it. And so then you feel lonely because yeah. people can't connect with you but you can't connect with them either and that's the that's the sad thing really is that we start out, out doing it just as a self-survival but yet it becomes something that's really debilitating because it means we're not experiencing the fullness of life because we're not experiencing the fullness of relationships yeah i don't think it, that it always comes from even um deficiency or what's been put into us that's been negative in our lives. Hmm. Because we were talking about on the last podcast, but I think there is something that happens around about, you know, young age at school where we start to speak these things over ourselves and we start to, to say, well, I'm not quite good enough or I'm not nice enough or I'm not, you know, whatever. We, we start to say that. And and in a sense that, the the less we feel accepting of ourselves, the less we can really believe that other people will accept us. Yeah. And how many times have we heard people say things like, you know, you know, mum and dad had these troubles or they got divorced, but it was, but I feel like it was my fault. It's yeah. like as a kid, we have this sort of default position of taking the blame for for things, you know. So even if there is natural isolation, maybe being an only child or... And there was a lot of time alone. I guess somewhere inside, I think it is really encouraged by the enemy, but this this sowing of this seed of ultimately that's because there's something wrong with me. The thing is we're sharing these things really to try and give hope for those of you listening that might be struggling in this way, that there is an answer to this, that that Jesus is able to restore. Yeah. You know, what what is what's been missing and those deep, deep feelings that we have. He is able to, to to restore and heal that. There's a verse I love in Isaiah 41, verse 10. It says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
I love that because it's about God coming close to mm. us. And like you said, bringing his healing, bringing who he is into the very lonely places and the the drought. It, we were funny because we talked, did we talk at the beginning about loneliness being like a drought or a drought of friendships? No. I think oh, I don't done. know. We well, did, I think I might have said something about We did at some point today. At <laughs> some point today we mentioned the word drought. But I think loneliness can feel like there's a drought. But our heart inside can be this this place that's just, well, it's longing. I'm pretty sure we have talked. <laughs> but it was that place of longing. And it really, the, at the end of the day, God wants to heal that place and meet that place. Yeah, so you're saying that God can meet that place and bring actually real radical healing to that. But the question is, I guess, does that mean that we can then live the lonely free life? Like we'll never feel lonely ever again. And that God's just enough. If God just meets this place, then I'm not going to long for relationships or connection. No, I don't think it is. But I, I do think that God meets that place and it takes the power of this, this powerful spiral which goes with loneliness if we're not careful yeah. of I'm rubbish I'm a, I'm I'm not likable there's something wrong with me it's all of that that the lord wants to heal isn't it yeah. it's the it's the inward messages and the the and the pain i guess of loneliness yeah i think that's because if you think about it back in the garden of eden there were these amazing words that god spoke to adam or spoke to himself, that it's not good for man to be alone. And so part of, part of how God made us is that we do need connection with each other. So, of course, the, the most important connection is with us and God, and, that, and he can bring you know, that restoration and healing and peace and all the rest of it, and that's the most important thing. But there will always be an ache for other connection with people. Because yeah. that is God's design. Yeah. And when we don't have that, we can, we can run to the Lord and we can find comfort in him. Mm-hmm. But that ache is there because God made us to have that ache because he always designed it that we would have connection with each other. Yeah, and that's the thing. When I've talked with people that I've, I've journeyed with, or um, they've often said, what is, where is the balance between feeling that ache and being real about it and bringing it to God? Yeah. And not letting it overwhelm you. Right. And that that's the hard challenge, isn't it? Because it is we do part of the any journey of healing is being real. So being real that we feel lonely, being real about it with God that this is and and, and the the enemy will tell you that's something shameful because he always twists it around to it being our fault, but actually it's just a part of life. Yeah. And recognizing that there can be that aching longing inside. And bringing that to God, but not being, not being driven by it. That's where, when the Lord meets that place, I think that drivenness just lifts. Yeah, as you were talking, I was just reminded of that amazing truth of that we that we remember at this time of year of the fact that Jesus is Emmanuel; He's God with us. And I think I really believe God really wants us to understand that at a very, very, a very personal level. And that when we do understand that, it does actually change a huge amount for us because it does tell us we're never alone mm. because he's always there with us. And even the, even the Holy Spirit coming as our comforter 
there's something about that word, the fact that the Holy Spirit is described as a comforter mm. um, is so amazing to me, mm. um, who will never leave us, you know, not for one moment. So this is very much God's heart that we understand this. But again, it is this relationship with him that we're understanding that on. He's always with me. He'll never leave me. I mean, these are the promises that we sort of have to hold on to in, mm. I think, especially in those moments of, of feeling very lonely and to pour out our heart of saying, Lord, but I don't feel like I've got connections with other people. And it's, it's painful. It's, it, it's hard. It's painful. Yeah. I, I think that the times where I felt lonely in my life are the times where if I take that and I run to God with it, I meet him in a completely different way. Yeah. And I say that to people I'm walking with at the moment that I know are lonely. This is the most precious opportunity for you. Really. There's a longing that yeah. isn't being met by other people. And not to Christianize it or to make it super spiritual or whatever, but actually to dig in, to take hold of that loneliness yeah. um, and to dig in with the Lord and, and say, but I want to find you at this deeper place. And I want to, you to go right through the building something in the core of me that is deep with you and, right. and taking that place along. And I, I, def I definitely can look back and see times in my life where I was doing that and journaling and pouring out to him real longing for relationships and connections and all the messages that were going on inside that you know the enemy's bringing or I'm speaking over myself as well and just bringing it to him and 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 yeah digging into him and trying to find him in a completely different way yeah what I love about your, what you're saying is that it's 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 like this passionate longing for connection with him yeah most of all, and through that you've found real life and we find real life. But I guess if we don't put the passion into going to the Lord with it, then we could put our passion into going to other people for it. And then maybe our expectation even on what they can give to us in return is out of balance. Do you know what I mean? Some, suddenly we're, we're looking for a friend that can literally meet all of our needs, that we yeah. can we can absolutely share every single thing and they'll always understand it and they'll always say the right thing and they'll never reject us or look bored or look at their watch or do you know what I mean? So somehow the thing that we are look that we need from the Lord, we're sort of looking from for from other people. Well, I think that's just a it's just a reality of life. And we, again, we've talked about this on other podcasts as well, of what is friendship? Yeah. And what are relationships? And sometimes we have this absolute 10 out of 10 expectation that yeah it's like a disney but, view of it yeah, yeah. It, exactly and those times that i can talk about when the the boys were little and i felt very lonely i'd go to the um there's a there was a cake shop in garston <laughs> it's gonna make me sound a bit sad but never mind um there's a cake shop in garston there's and, nothing sad about a cake shop no it no. was a cake shop in garston and they used to sell these biscuits that um i don't know they were probably about 30 pence or something and I used to go along and Jake was in the pram and it was probably about two or three. And um, we used to go probably more or less daily to visit this cake shop and he'd buy his cake and he'd choose his colour um, sweet on the top because they all had different colour sweets. So every day it was what colour sweet were you going to have on your cake? And um, just this lady, not probably not a Christian, just the lady in the cake shop, she used to... I used to absolutely just chat away to Jake and chat away to me and mm. it was this funny sort of like feeling like she was my best friend in the world yeah. 
and somebody that I could connect with because family were all away and, you know, just there just weren't the relationships around at that point. And um, and it was just a lovely thing. And I, and I think it is letting yourself realise that, that that's all I have at the moment or that's what you've put in, in my life at the moment and embracing that. Yeah. You know, not thinking, right, we're, we're going to be best friends, <laughs> me and the lady in the cake shop, but... But thank you, Lord. Thank you for her. And thank you for what she's able to just put into me or into Jake, just having a little chat, that connection, because there's lots of people. I mean, it it worries me when I think of COVID and how so many people just didn't even use their voice. I've heard, I've read lots of things in paper and all over the place, but people who just spent day after day after day and they had nobody to talk to, isn't that, I mean, that is really... Yeah. That's heartbreaking. It is, yeah. yeah. It's nobody to listen. And I think we I think we have to. I'm going to go on a bandwagon. I'm going to go Do on it. my soapbox now. But I think we've got to take some responsibility in that as part of his body and think we've, we've got to reach out and we've got to, yeah. you know, make sure that our brothers and sisters don't feel like that. And if God puts somebody on our heart, we should pick up the phone and phone them and yeah. reach out to them and I don't know. No, that's right. As you were sharing, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like we could, we all know people that have impacted us by their through their kindness, yeah, and through just that extra mile. Like she didn't need to chat away to you. No, she didn't need to do that. She just needed to sell you a cake, which was a pretty much guaranteed. I was the best customer. It's not like she had to persuade you to buy it. And um, and so I think for all of us, you know, as we look at a topic like this, we often are thinking of ourselves in it, and there is a rightful side to that and our own need and everything else but we also all know people yeah who are on their own and who are struggling and who are yeah very lonely you know and 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 it's right that we step out it doesn't have to be much is it i don't think it does andy i think i think the number of times where you're out for a walk and you're feeling a bit sad or a bit whatever and somebody just smiles at you or says how are you you know just as and they're passing in the street i honestly don't think that we should devalue those things I think I think we should I think we shouldn't think that we are only doing God's work when we're in church or we're in a Christian ministry or we're doing something that's spiritual. I really think we should be saying each day, Lord, use me to touch your people, however you want. Yeah, and that can just be through the very ordinariness of just a smiley face and just going that extra mile with how you're doing and or picking up a phone or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. It's recognizing that this connection that God wants us to have with each other isn't one way. It is. It ha- It'll only work two way. Yeah. So we we do need it ourselves, but we also need to give. Yeah. And to look out for and to go the extra mile for. Yeah. And and to allow room and conversations for people to admit how they really feel, like for people mm. to admit that they feel lonely, and for not us not to jump on that and say, well. How could you feel lonely? You you have all these people in your lives or here, this is a way to fix it. You should join this club and that club or, you know, but to validate that and to, mm. to give people that permission to express that maybe that's something that they're struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what we're talking about now, I guess, is it's about us reaching out to those that we know are struggling with loneliness. But I think even when we are lonely, there's still an opportunity for us to reach out to try and make connections with other people. And I think the safest way to do that is on the back of that kind of honest 
pouring out to the Lord and, and prayerfulness and Lord put me in contact with people that I can just have a connection with, even if that just starts small. Mm. And even just even if it is just a, a two minute conversation, it's not super deep, but you feel some sort of a connection. Mm. To take that as a win, like, thank you, Lord, for that. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna really I wanna say I'm I'm really thankful for that. Yeah. And and to risk it, isn't it? Because yeah. I suppose what can happen is you can be so used to being lonely mm. and not having that connection that if you're not careful, I guess you could build up a kind of like scar tissue on your heart right. where you expect rejection or you yeah. expect you become a little bit cynical or yeah. sceptical that people will accept you. So it's risky it's to let that wall down, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But keeping risking it and keeping reaching out, which nobody is saying is easy. I mean, let's be honest. No, who, it's not easy. Who wants to walk into a room with people that you don't know? takes courage yeah but like you're saying i suppose it's taking hold of i'm doing this with you lord i'm not doing it on yeah. my own but yeah. i admire people who who do that keep reaching out and you know any sort of way and yeah yeah i just want to read these verses from psalm 145 uh, from verse 17 to 19 it says the lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works the lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him, and he hears their cry and saves them. I just love those words. I love that the truth of that he is he's kind in everything that he's, he does, there's kindness. And then this, this thing about him being near to us when we call on him, but the calling on him is in truth, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's like this authentic, Lord, I'm coming in the raw kind of state of where I am and all that I feel around that, I'm coming to you in that place. And as we do that, his promise is that he's going to be near to us and he'll, he'll help us and rescue us and save us, and, um, as these verses say. I'm going to pray. Lord, I want to thank you that you are Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. And Lord, for any who are listening to this, who are going through a season or really relate to this subject of loneliness, Lord, I just want to ask that you would draw so close to each one. And Lord, through all the, the walls and all the um, barriers, even the barriers of beliefs that they're unlovable or they're a disappointment or they're not likeable or they deserve to be alone or loneliness is just their lot in life. Whatever it is, Father, would you get to the very depth of their being and, and speak in, Lord, your heart, your heart that's so full of acceptance and warmth and love. Would you draw each one of us to your Father heart, your tender, loving, nurturing Father heart. Lord, by your Holy Spirit, would you touch our hearts would you heal, Lord, those places inside where there's been the pain of loneliness, where there's been the quietness, where they long to share something and share something of themselves, but, but there wasn't anyone there. And Lord, would you just meet each one in the reality of where we're at, Lord, today? And Father, we're asking, Lord, that we, you would help us to be your body, to help us to be brothers and sisters that reach out and look for each other. 
Lord, you say that you put the lonely in families and that you care about the orphans and the widows. Lord, it's so on your heart to break through what the enemy wants of loneliness and isolation. And I pray, Lord, that we would be people who, an army who actively looks to protect and to draw close to each other. Help us to do that, Lord. And would you turn each season that anyone's going through of loneliness into a time of really digging deep into you, really finding you, that you are God with us Mm. and that you meet and speak right into the reality of where we're at in our lives and that we would grow with you. This would be an opportunity to really pour our hearts to you. So, Lord, we just love you and we, we just ask, Father, just, This Christmas time, Lord, as we focus our hearts on you, that you came to be God with us, Emmanuel. Let it go deep into our hearts in a completely new, revelationary way. Let's strengthen us inside. We just say we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for this podcast. It's been great to have you with us, as always. And um, just a reminder that our centres actually are great places to connect with people. So don't worry if you're coming on your own, you'll be wondering, are there going to be people to talk to? Because loads of people come that way and there's always a real good buzz around the place and people just get alongside and chat and they're like a home away from home. So we'd love to welcome you sometime to one of our centres. Yeah. And thanks again for listening and uh, a bit early because it's November, but happy Christmas. Indeed. And we look forward to being with you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.